Take the money and run. here with another stir the pod podcast show i'm your host trevor and tonight i'm joined by alex alex how you doing tonight yo 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 and we are here with episode five of stir or of stir the pod <laughs> well yes of that of episode five recap show uh basically the title of this episode is bananas versus the world um what else is new yeah, I mean, it seems like every season it's the same, you know, song and dance. Um, <laughs> nothing, you know, what else is new? So, um, I mean, first off, uh, I mean, I think we can all agree that this episode was literally a thousand times better than last week's episode. Uh, I feel like last week, me and Alex, we were kind of in a dark, depressing hole. And I'm I'm sorry if we sounded like that. Uh it was just kind of the spur of the moment and how pissed off we were. And yeah, I mean, I think that they definitely took a step forward tonight. I'm not saying it was a 9.0 episode, but like, I felt like it was in a good, you know, step forward. Wouldn't you say so, Alex? Yeah, no, you killed it. I mean, last week, like you said, we were kind of down on the episode and everything that happened. And just like, um, just to, clarify for everyone listening for this episode you know you and i trev are both big bananas fans so obviously you know seeing him goes home kind of sucks but at the same time i think after last week kind of we're kind of going into this one in better spirits um and kind of looking at it more objectively and i think overall like you said the episode itself even though we had one of our favorite challengers go home. The episode itself overall was really entertaining and fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, I thought kind of, I mean, we'll get into it, but literally the challenge was kind of like a fun, interesting one. Um, even though there's still parts of it, I just don't understand uh, the purpose of. And uh, I thought the elimination was kind of interesting. I think it was kind of funny, even though I wouldn't necessarily classify it as a puzzle but it kind of was like you know putting in roaming numerals because god knows bananas has no idea what a roman numeral oh, is no. which i don't know um i'm trying to remember off the top of my head um i'm like picturing roman numerals off the top of my head how do you mix up uh what was it what were the numbers he mixed up five and seven or six and seven he mixed up six and seven which I think is like one of the easier circumstances to understand. Which, but it was, I mean, it's literally just VI, isn't it just VI and then VII? It is, yeah, yeah. But like the thing is, like if you think about what he was looking at, like on those little like golf balls, like it's painted so small that like you might think that it's one and when really there's two little eyes on the side of it. So. I yeah, don't know. True, true. It's it's dif- it's different between like mixing up like one and then like five, you know, like two different letters. Yeah, I got you. We'll we'll get into that. 
um, towards the elimination part of yeah. Zero versus Bananas. But um, let's just dive right into the episode. Um, so the episode kind of starts with, uh, you know, the gang all getting back to the the house after Laurel's, you know, elimination. Um, they showed, like, Ninja Natalie, like, with her stupid smirk on her face, all excited and stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, here we go again. Let's strap her in, Alex. Uh, what are we watching? <laughs> and then they kind of turned. It was it was a good, like, I, it, well, it wasn't even that long before it was already Bananas versus the World, where yeah. everybody's kind of just, like, everybody knows, like, Bananas is next on the chopping block. We all know it. <laughs> and then they get to basically josh and polly kind of like start arguing because bananas kind of rounds them up and be like yeah josh we'll vote for you to be here the house again which obviously polly's pissed about and he has a right to be i don't think i don't necessarily think that was the right pick what did you say so the right pick being like polly for the speaker no josh for the speaker yeah it, it didn't make sense to me in the sense that he had just done it the last time yeah i wasn't a fan yeah i wasn't a fan of that i think like realistically i i could have i think zach would have been a good pick yeah i agree i think zach would have been a good pick for the house of the speaker yeah i i I like that because zach zach was kind of the only person he was the alaska of team usa he was kind of just out there you know he's just kind of playing his own game keeping quiet flying under the radar which i love uh i like zach i think he's a good competitor and i think he's just you know letting these big dogs just bark up a storm and you know just waiting for his moment to shine which is smart or leroy i mean obviously the whole leroy aspect is he's banana's best friend so like that's probably wasn't going to happen but you know why why can't Leroy be a leader? Yeah, and I, I feel like almost like in this in these types of formats with this cast, um, kind of this season and last season, if you're a guy like Zach or Leroy, it's almost like all you have to do is just sit around and do nothing until Wes and Bananas like kill each other off. Oh yeah, because you're definitely like these guys like Zach, Jordan, you know, all these yeah. top players, they're just sitting back. Like why why stir the pot? when you can just coast and that's all they're doing. They're just on cruise control right now. Yeah, exactly. And I still think they are in, in cruise control because I still think there's going to be that divide in the house between, you know, Kara's side and like Nani's side now. Yeah. So, but what did you think about bananas agreeing to Polly being speaker? Yeah, so that was the yeah, that was kind of the thing that happened in this little meeting was Josh said he was going to be speaker and then to like, you know, appease this idiot Polly, um, they kind of agreed to okay everybody you know they made a big deal about like everybody's looking at the handshake all this like the whole team's in the room. Oh, I mean at that moment like, I I I mean it was pretty obvious I thought that if the U.S. were going to win it was going to be bananas like at that moment yeah. they were like. And that's why, like, you know, I love the challenge, but like, they're for their producers and all that stuff. They are foreshadowing way too much now. Like, I agree, way too much. Like, you could tell. Let's wind the clocks back a few episodes. Wes, you knew Wes was going in. They foreshadowed that so much. Like, if they would have just said nothing 
in like I guess you know they showed the Laurel scene, which was you know kind of big, but like Wes was kind of like, oh, they're not going to throw me in, and like he was like, you know, they, they were like, oh, Wes, just do an interview, you know, beforehand of just being like, oh, I'm not going to go in and stuff. Yeah. So like they were just like doing that the whole Laurel thing, like we all knew she was going to go in, and then the whole bananas thing like we knew he was gonna go in and they're just like if they would have just not done like five scenes in tonight's episode it would have been completely fine and you would have never expected it it would have yeah it would have been a much more interesting episode to watch yeah if you would have just take out the confessionals and just go from there yeah yeah that's how i see yeah and we'll get into a few more examples later but no you're exactly right because like you and I and everybody who's listening, we're all obviously huge challenge fans. We watch these episodes and these seasons more than once. And I think like the, the foreshadowing happens all the time, but the best, like when it's done the best is when you watch an episode for the second time, knowing what happens. And you're like, wow, I should have seen this coming. But when you're watching it live for the first time, like we are tonight and you know, like from these little scenes and little things that are happening you know what's going to happen later that's like too much and that ruins the point of foreshadowing exactly and i think a perfect example of how they did a good job was when ashley stole the money yeah i think they did not hint at that at all and it was a late addition to it so if we like i'm trying to think of like notable moments that if you look at in challenge history where like the bananas twist i mean you could tell it was calm like he was definitely on the fence with it you know through through that um i think it was just one episode no it was two episodes wait was it two the finale or one episode i think i think it was uh like the first small part of the final was in the first episode because you know they were always talking about oh i'm worried about points and all that stuff which is fine i'm completely fine but like they they didn't do an over like usage of it and then if we even go further back uh, to free agents when George the thing like I think I believe it was only two people that did confessionals it was Jordan and it was CT that were the only people yeah like you know about the situation because uh, CT was like I wonder if he's gonna pull it or not you know yes if he's a man of his word yeah that's a good example because like that was like Jordan pulling the cards for example was one of those things where they had like teased it like in the house and everything <laughs> But when it actually came to the moment, you were still very unsure about whether it was actually going to happen or not. Yeah. And I mean, that, that's one of those moments that like, like, I don't know, like when I'm watching these episodes now, I'm like, I, I think of moments like Jordan and, you know, flipping, you know, like that's an iconic moment. And then him falling, like that's like engraved in me when banana steals the money, iconic moment when, um, even, even a great, here's a great example of an elimination. I know we're doing all huge, like moments, like, you know, top, you know, top three moments, but think about when Sarah voted in bananas, the foreshadowing of that, it wasn't that bad either. Yeah. It was minimal. It kind of came out of nowhere. It was, I think like the first like thing that happened from that episode was Jordan and Sarah win. And then they start to whisper. Like, who are you going to vote yeah. for? Yeah. They're like, who are you going to vote for right now? And Jordan's like, no. Like, no, I'm not doing that. And then that's when they, they cut to the banana shot. Like, oh, you know, Sarah, don't fuck around. Like, all that stuff. Like, I think that, that like that's more of this elimination. 
but now like this elimination, I don't see like myself being like, oh, this is an iconic moment in challenge history no. at all. Yeah, which is kind of like I feel like if they would have just kept it a surprise, like I, I think like more memorable moment is the Laurel thing uh, from the season. Yeah, which is kind of sad because Johnny Bananas and I quote am the challenge. Like realistically, love him, hate him. He, he like string speaks for itself. He is the challenge. I think. Like, I mean, who's been, like the dude has been on how many of these friggin' things? He's literally gonna host this thing. <laughs> So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like if you're going to attack, like, you're attacking the best player of all time, you got to hype it up more, and you can't spoil it ahead of time. Yeah, you can't spoil it at all, and they did, and um, that's unfortunate, but oh well. (laughs) Yeah, so that's kind of all I had about that. You got anything? No, I'm good. I'm good to get right into the challenge. It seems like what they've been doing um, in terms of, like, how the episode is broken up with commercials and everything is like they go back to the house and then before they even go to a commercial, they seems like they usually start the challenge. Um, so the challenge itself, let's just get into that and talk about everything that happened with this overall. I think, um, tell me what you think, but I think this challenge was, it was fun to watch. I mean, it was pretty interesting. And I think the thing I liked about it the best was, and, and a lot of, a lot of the challengers touched on it was that, you couldn't really tell where people st- or, or where the two teams stood as you were going along. Cause obviously it was, you know, one U S versus one UK, you know, just like a 20 different heats of it. And so it was like, it was hard to determine who was ahead and who was behind. So I kind of liked that aspect of it. And it, I, another aspect I liked was that it kind of put like, it exposed everybody to how well they could swim. Yeah. I think I think you put out a good tweet tonight. Like, this has literally been the first swimming elimination – or challenge, excuse me, in how long? Like, I did not realize Ninja was that bad at swimming yeah. at all. I didn't realize Turbo was that bad at swimming. Like, that surprised me. That shocked me. Uh, one thing I do want to bring up about this challenge is can you tell me – what's the point of jumping like you, they, they had like an umbrella almost right like when they were jumping on the little zip line yes yeah see that was, that was something that's I, that's what i had no i here here's what i don't understand what was the whole point of getting it under the hook you could have missed and you would have been fine. yeah that's the, yeah that's the thing because like early on i tweeted about i think it was idris like if you jumped and missed like getting your hook on the thing you still somehow were connected to the rope and like slid down it yeah which was dumb what they should have done was if you missed it you should have got a time penalty is what should have happened or you're yeah or you like fall straight into the water like you're not well not gonna lie that's a pretty fine drop yeah yeah but they could have made it like (laughs) safe to do something like that because they've done something like that before where like you jump like i I don't remember which challenge, but like you jump onto your partner and glide down. But if you don't, rivals, yeah, if you don't catch first, the first if challenge. You don't catch your partner, then you fall in the water. But this one, it seemed like. Oh wait, that's definitely not. I that. think it was rivals one, is what I'm thinking of. Oh, where they jump off like the water. Yeah, and like you, you glide. You fell in the partner. water. I didn't think you fell in the water. Yeah, we're yeah we're talking about two different challenges here, but nonetheless, it was it did not make any sense that. 
it it seemed like there was no consequence of not getting your hook on. I think yeah. I don't uh, yeah, I don't understand the point of it. So um so basically the winner for the girls was Jenny, correct? Yeah. Which I was kind of surprised about. Yeah, I um I don't know about you, but I'm still struggling to find out the difference between Jenny and Nicole. Um, Wait, they're not the same people. No, I don't think so. Uh, oh, they look they Wait. look they what? look a lot alike. Uh, but the problem is they don't show any of Jenny and they don't show any of Nicole. Um, I think the best description I could give you is probably that Jenny kind of looks like a Nicole. Um, like in and like with extra biceps, like Jenny's arms are scary um but again i don't know exactly who nicole is um but yeah they're both freaks honestly like and i'm not saying that in a bad way they're just like physical like they look like but they're but is nicole well jenny well yeah i I think that god now i kind of forget what she looks (laughs) exactly which one's which god no i know jenny jenny has the muscles (laughs) Right? Yes, Jenny. Yeah, Jenny is the strong one. Uh, Nicole, I don't think has done really anything. Um, but all uh, I know this is, is literally that, Jordan Cameron and Cameron. Jordan. Yeah, all I know is that Nicole kind of looks like Jenny. So yeah, Jenny was the top girl. Jordan was the top guy. I did like. Did you catch the um the little confessional where TJ's <laughs> like the top the top competitor was Jordan, and then Jordan's like TJ like. Don't tell everybody I'm like a I'm good at this. Like we're trying to keep it under wraps. Did you see that one? Okay, let me just say Jordan has had the best confessionals this season oh, by yeah. far. Dude, he is killing it. So funny. He's awesome. Which is so which is kind of funny because like Jordan, like I feel like you look at his first couple seasons and everybody hated him. Like you know he's that douchebag that thinks he's all that. And now he's like a completely different player. Just plays like, I don't know if it's just different because this the season, like he's kind of just flying under the radar and stuff. Yeah, but I'm like I'm liking Jordan right now. Yeah, jo- Jordan. No, Jordan is Jordan is really interesting to me because he is like a rare, strong cast member that doesn't seem he like for Jordan, he doesn't need to be on the challenge every season, like bananas and Leroy and CT, but at the, he's like a land. Yeah. But at the same time, when he is on the challenge, <laughs> when he's thrown into this environment, he's the same Jordan. And he's like kind of loud, kind of cocky, but kind of quiet at the same time. Yeah. And he doesn't overdo yeah. it, which is and he's, yeah. And, and he's good at all of this shit. So, we kind of touched up. Was there anyone else you were surprised with uh, during that challenge? Uh, Not. We said Jordan and Jenny were the fastest. Uh, Bananas finished third, I believe. Pauly finished second for the yeah. guys. Yeah, overall, I thought the challenge was good. Um, I like getting everybody kind of to prove themselves individually. Some people, you know, like Esther did – as bad as they expected uh but i mean others were pretty good so yeah i think I mean, it was like i think this is probably the first challenge this season where it wasn't really any teamwork involved um which i kind of like because at some point you know when the numbers dwindle down everybody has to pull their own weight um and they said 
I think they said the overall difference in times with all these people was only like a minute or just over a minute. So seemed like a pretty close challenge. I enjoyed watching it, seeing how everybody did. So, yeah. Yeah. So challenge ends. The Americans pull out the dub. What else? By what was it? A minute and 17 seconds, something like that. And Pauly becomes Jordan was the one who said it, which I was kind of surprised at. Even though I don't know how Jordan's not the team. So Jordan Jordan is the speaker for the speaker. The speaker of the assistant to the assistant regional manager. Exactly. Gotcha. Um, So Jordan or Pauly becomes the speaker and he votes for Kara, not surprising, and Jordan. What do you think? Here's the thing. Low key, I was kind of surprised at first. with the whole car pick. Yeah. See, yeah. A couple, a couple things I was thinking um, when he picked Kara. One is that I don't understand if you're Polly and you're trying to do everything you can to save yourself and Kara. It doesn't make sense to pick Kara because now she can't be in the tribunal next week when it's a girl at stake. Exactly. Which is why I was yeah, surprised. So- it makes yeah, no sense. so that was that was one thing. Um, like again, I know you want you know people like Paul. You want people you trust, and you want numbers on your side and all that. And like, good, you got it, I guess. But like now, Kara is not safe next week when she could have had a chance to be safe. Um, and then the other thing, I guess, I thought when he picked Kara, again, kind of like we touched on earlier, was like the second Pauly picks Kara, you know that whatever their vote is, that's who's going in. Because they're yeah. the same vote. Yeah. Which gets back to the whole foreshadowing this entire episode, which was annoying. But it is what it is. So we get to – they go back to the yep. house. And then nothing really happens in the house. And they kind of go to the deliberation. And Theo goes on basically a 75-minute rant about – why he should stay in the game and Rogan should get in, go in. And realistically, if you're looking at it, I don't understand how Rogan has not gone in yet. Yeah, I mean, he literally finished last on the last season. He has he has not earned anything. Yet. Yeah, I mean, all so go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. Let me just uh, go in for a second here because all our all our listeners know that I'm a huge. Arguably the big, the largest Theo guy that's ever been created. I loved Theo. Um, I loved him last season. And like the fact that Theo in episode five is somehow getting voted in just amazes me. When you have, I mean, I don't understand how um, the last time they had to vote, Bear was the person going in. Bear is not the person going in this time. Um, but like, in my mind, out of all these guys on the UK, like you have a ton of choices that are way easier to make than Theo. Like you look at Rogan, he's practically a rookie. He died on one challenge, vote him in. You have Idris, he's a rookie, you know, big deal. He won one elimination, vote him in. You have Bear, and like, I like Bear, but at the same time, he was voted in last time. Nobody seems to like him, so vote him in. And somehow they end up on Theo. And I think Kyle kind of came in there late to try to like, you know, like get everybody to realize like if you're, you know, obviously everybody's talking to is on the UK. 
So it's like you're on the UK team. You want the UK team to win. Why are you voting arguably the strongest guy on your team like into elimination? It makes no sense. And I think what it is is a lot of these people, you know, kind of like CT does don't want to kind of take a stand and take on one side. And so I think the numbers that are kind of going against Theo recently and Theo and Bayer recently, I mean, you got Joss, Rogan, and D, and then you got people like, um, like uh, what's her name, Kaylee, who, you know, who are just riding how long, however long she can last. And then you got each Reese, I guess, who's, you know, on Joss and Rogan's side. But anyway, I'll stop talking. Um, it, it made me mad that, that Theo was a target this early for a team where he's clearly the strongest guy on it. No, yeah. I mean, I think you basically said everything I was going to say. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I just don't like the decision to throw in your best player. I think a rookie or Rogan, like you said, I mean, it, it literally makes no sense. Yeah. Makes no sense. I mean, that's the brick. Makes no sense, and I think it kind of just um, reiterates the fact that this whole UK team has had no real strategy or unity the whole time. Yeah, no, I got you. And then, so go ahead. So basically, the next thing was who should Jordan, Kara, and Polly vote for. And realistically, if I'm looking this on paper, why would you not vote? I mean, even though they don't have the balls to do it, why not vote CT? Versus Dude, th- oh, thank you. That I was gonna, I was gonna say that exact same thing because not only is it, you know, if you're if you're Kara, Pauline, and Jordan, not only is it a person on the other team, and and like CT might not be the UK's strongest player at this point. But, like, think about what that team would look like if CT wasn't there. Yeah, it'd be horrible. Yeah, like, he's, he's the only one who's done this. He's the only one who knows how to make a final, knows how to win a final. And, like, why would you not throw CT in there so that you either get Theo, one of your best competitors, gone, or you get CT, essentially the team captain, gone? Like, it, yeah, CT was undisputably the, the smart pick there. Yeah, it literally just mind-boggling how dumb these people are. You need the like I know he's your friend, like obviously Kara was never going to vote for CT. But realistically, you vote for the strongest player. CT is literally the strongest player. Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought that was a great opportunity to take out either A Theo for the UK or B uh CT. Yeah, 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 because because uh like I think it was Tori who who pointed out later in the episode is that like thankfully you know from the U.S. side like thankfully the U.K. put in one of their strong players like Theo as opposed to a weak player like I don't know Bear and so you put in one of your, like okay so the U.K. put in one of their strong players we should put in one of their strong players to make sure that one of them goes home. Yeah, like I understand you want to get bananas out of the game. But that was not the right time to do it, I think. I think that was the moment where you could have knocked out Theo, who literally made it to a final last yeah. year, arguably yeah. lost by seconds, 
and CT, one of the greatest challenge competitors of all time. Yeah. And to me, like, that was the, the rational pick, even though they don't have the balls to do it. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just thinking intelligently, if you have two smart or two strong people on the opposite team, one of them is going to go home. So why not do whatever you can to set up a situation like that? And the UK helped you with that, and you didn't follow through with it. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, so – So, go ahead. Yeah, so ultimately, um, and like it, it also pissed me off real quick, like how they were, you know, saying Theo was kind of you know digging digging a hole for himself. He's running his mouth, but like, I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. And again, I'm a big Theo guy, but like, all it seems like Theo has been doing this whole season is just defending himself and his performance on the last season, which is really all he can do. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, so, so yeah, Theo and CT kind of get into that little spat. Um, but I think there wasn't really anything big uh, to get into before the elimination. So do you want to get straight into the proving ground? Yeah, let's go. All right. So let's get right into the proving ground and the elimination that we saw. So we're into the elimination, and they do this thing again, like we talked about earlier with the foreshadowing, where – they cut to commercial at very selective times, which is annoying. Um, but anyways, so we're out on the floor. Theo's, you know, ready to go. And then Jordan votes Rogan. Kara, you know, Kara has so, Kara has this line where she says, I'm voting in the best player on the UK, which is Bananas, which is like kind of funny. But then Bananas even topped that by saying uh, – like when everybody was laughing at Cara's line, <laughs> Bananas was like, that's kind of insulting to all you guys, which is true. Um, but that was funny. And then they cut to commercial, they come back, and then Polly obviously votes for Bananas. So, so Trev, when they, when they cut to commercial there, was there, was there any doubt in your mind who Polly was going to pick? No. I mean, was it, does Bear shit in the woods? Obviously we knew who he was voting for. Um, I mean, it's the name of the game. Uh, I think it was a stupid pick, but and it is what it is. I mean, he wanted to go. He wanted. I mean, Kara is literally has a dog leash around his neck, and I, I really do. If one of the listeners can, or maybe you, Alex, can give me and explain it to Trevor on why Kara hates bananas so much now, it literally makes no sense to me. Like, I believe, I thought. They get the, you know, Kara and Bananas are all that brother-sister love, whatever, for the past, like, three, four seasons or whatever. Then, not even that long, sorry, like, one or two seasons. And then uh, Pauly comes along, and Bananas is, like, skeptical or whatnot. And then, like, they're, they're all, they're still fine. And then Kara, like, re- do you remember when it was, like, a week when Kara just, like, shat on, uh, was it called, Polly? Like on social media and stuff. Oh yeah. And bananas was sticking up for her and stuff. Yeah. And then like all of a sudden, like that just flipped. And like I don't remember like during a season that he betrayed her. The only thing I remember that bananas being like that was like a move that was like a dick move, even though like I don't even think it was, was when she got hurt in free agents and he voted her in. Yeah. But I, I think that even that was, like, all before. Yeah, they got all buddy-buddy again. Yeah. Which I don't understand why she hates him now. 
Like, I thought he was sticking up for her during the whole Pauly thing. Yeah. No, I, I really do think it is all – it all comes back to Pauly. And I think Bananas mentioned that once tonight. Um, and he said, like, he also was kind of blindsided where all this came from. And he thinks that essentially – it, I mean, if you look at the timeline, it makes sense. Is like when Polly came on to the show, onto the challenge, that's when, you know, obviously Polly clings on to Kara and Bananas is shunned from that. Um, and I, I think it was also Bananas who said on this episode that, like, the thing about Kara is that, like, it seems like she, whoever she's around and whoever she likes that she is around with, she kind of blends to their personality to like, you know, fit with that. Um, and yeah, it, it's, it's kind of sad um, because like, honestly, if you think about it, bananas and Carla have known each other for eight, nine years now. Yeah. And like for them to just completely like not want to talk to each other at this point, is sad. Or res- at least respect each other. Yeah. At least respect each other, which it seems like even before Polly came in, they always did regardless of if they were on the same side or not. But no, yeah. Yeah, so so Theo goes into the elimination against Bananas. Um, what do you think about this elimination? I mean, I, I think the one thing that I tweeted about and it goes back to the whole point of – or one of the themes of our recap um, is the foreshadowing because I noticed when Bananas was talking right before they were ready to go, um, he said something about, like, confusing Roman numerals. I don't remember exactly what he said. But when he said it, I could like perfectly hear it. They didn't need subtitles for it, but they put subtitles on the screen for it. And so like the second I saw that, I was like, wait a second. Why are they like emphasizing the fact that bananas might confuse Roman numerals? And obviously that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, it was like I said, it was to me, I, I mean, they just do a terrible job of it, I think. So I, I really don't want to talk about it because – it does kind of annoy me because it's such a lazy job that they do and they can get away with. And, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, the elimination was, was really close. And I think if, if bananas wouldn't have made that little mistake or whatever, oh, he would have won easily. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do want to bring up is I'm kind of just looking, um, you know, Kara always talks about her, you know, like when when bananas lose it, or even before that, she brought up like um, how many like finals she's been to recently and all that stuff. Um, realistically, every season, bananas has the biggest target on his back by far. Yeah. Um, Kara, on the other hand, if you look at her, she's. If you look at her past eliminations, uh, let's kind of wind the clock back. Last season, she didn't even go into an elimination with Theo as her partner. Right. Which is kind of crazy. Then when she was with Marie, um, they lost to Nelson and Shane. People forget. And then they won the redemption thing. So they lose an elimination. I don't really count the redemption, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, when they when she does the other uh, redemption, yeah. I, I, I forget how she got out in Dirty 30. Can you remind me? 
I think Kara was the the girl who came out of the very last one when they did. No, like, she came back into the game. She beat Anissa, Brittany, Jemmy, and Veronica. Yeah, it was a little whack-a-mole challenge. But like, how did how did she get eliminated from and go into the redemption? Uh, gotcha, gotcha. No, it was one of those. Um, thank God, Pluto. It was one of those ones where um, the winning team got to send like somebody straight to the redemption house. Gotcha. So she didn't lose an actual elimination, and just like go off of what you're saying, she also did not lose, or she didn't even go into an elimination. I believe on Vendetta's or Dirty Thirty before that. Yeah. So even further back, we go to Invasion. We're going way she... er back. Way. <laughs> God. Uh... <coughs> we go to Invasion, and she beats Ashley Kelsey. Shout out Dario. And she loses to Laurel. Okay. What else is new? She goes to Bloodlines. She beats Bananas and Vince. And correct me if I'm wrong. That was a puzzle. Very rigged. Uh, And then she beats Anissa. Okay. (laughs) We go into Free Agents. She beats Naya because Naya quits. She beats LaToya, who's who's like a foot taller than her. And then she beats Jessica, who's arguably one of the – oh, not to mention she loses to Laurel again. We go even what further back that? to Rivals 2. She oh, beats Anastasia and Jessica. Who? And she beats Joanna and Nani, which they're all right, let's say. Then we go to even further back to Battle of the Seasons, and she beats Wes and Lacey in a hall brawl, which when you have Big Easy on your team going against Wes, I mean, it's pretty obvious. She's with Brandon in an elimination and loses to Chet and Sarah. <laughs> we go even further back to Battle of X oh, and she loses to Ty and Emily. I, I could keep going further back against her wins and stuff. I think her most no. but she really has no like standout elimination wins. She like doesn't. she beats all these little cupcakes and she wins yeah, she, she just... wins her best elimination win is in rivals where she beat Camilla and Teresa. But you know who her partner was? Laurel. Like she doesn't she doesn't have any great elimination wins. She just has a lot of them. Yeah. Which makes her seem like such a better competitor than she really is. Now we look yep. at let's go to Johnny Bananas' past. <laughs> no, we're not gonna do another one by I'll, one. I'm gonna do a, a quick one, not not through the entire history. But my God, Riff Raff showed up. Um, Riff Raff. Yeah, they're showing chance for starts. But we look at Theo, who literally is coming off a season where he – when it's basically a solo game coming out of the final. Um, <laughs> Zach and Zahida, I'll, I'll count that as an X for Bananas there. Um, what was even before that? I don't even remember the Tony – him and Tony as partners. Who we lost? Oh, we lost to Natalie and Polly, right? Yeah, he was holding his arms up. God, for like four hours. God, God, the... <laughs> we can't get lost in this rabbit. I hole. just remember him getting eliminated by Derek Durrell. Like he's going against like the best of the best. He got he yeah. lost to Leroy and like you know, I mean, I don't know. 
to me, God, his look at his elimination wins. His free agents eliminations wins are better than any of Cara Maria's wins. He beat Isaac, he beat Jordan, and he beat CT all in the same year. Even though the third one's kind of an asterisk with CT because it was a puzzle. Now I'm not saying I like I do think Bananas' record is eight and thirteen, which is not that good. Um, but his competition has been far better than what she went against. Oh, much better. So, like, when she says that, like, realistically, when she says she, you know, has gone to this many finals in a row, I'm just being honest. Like, the guys' competition, like, is so much harder than the girls. Like, Kara is easily a top two person every single season. Easily. Yeah. Bananas is always, realistically, he's always, I would say, like, four through seven. Like, if you're looking at top yeah, competitors. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, Bananas is going into his eliminations against uh, Darrell and CT, and Kara is going into her eliminations against Jessica. Jessica <laughs> and <laughs> against Jessica and Jimmy. I mean, get out of here. Yeah. Get out of town. So, I don't know. I didn't like that, even though, like, got to respect it in some parts for her. That it is, it is very impressive that she's made it to four finals in a row. I, you know, yeah. All right, you ready to get into some segments? Yeah, uh, I just want to say one more thing about bananas losing. Um, can we just talk about how gracious he was in defeat? Somehow, I was kind of surprised by that. I didn't realize him and Theo were kind of boys. I, I, you know. This is just classic bananas, you know, just oh, being yeah. very not. It's like him and Jordan; they're all buddy buddy now. Like bananas knows Jordan's a really good competitor, which is still I, the greatest mystery of all time is how bananas and Jordan are friends. But you know, God damn it, is that what you're gonna say? <laughs> no, I mean bananas. Yeah, you're right. He was very gracious in this loss. He was literally laughing the entire time. Uh, and you know, kind of had that smirk on his face, which I no, I definitely noticed that too, and it was. It was good to see because um, in past seasons and past losses, he kind of looks um, – has no expression to him. And whereas this season, like, he was laughing and all that. And I got to say, to close this thing out, I think one of the very last lines he said was, uh, you know, you're going to see this face again soon. God, I mean, <laughs> I am the challenge. That's all I got to say. So, shall we segment say? Let's get into it. All right. Let's hear it. What's the first one? All right. So our first segment of the night, again, all you listeners know that once we finish our recap, we get into a few segments uh, before closing it out. And this is one of our favorite um, or one of our fan favorite segments that we did a lot last season. We haven't done as much um, this year. And it is this day in challenge history. And obviously, I mean, that's what it is. We go back to past um, past seasons and pretty much you know talk about on this day that we're recording the podcast what happened in the challenge <clears throat> and so today is september 25th and this is actually going to be a, a a kind of twist on this day in challenge history okay um and what it really is is this day and stir the pod history wow and so so let me explain. Um, so essentially a year ago on this date, um, Trevor and I 
we were doing a podcast um, with a different name, but we were doing a podcast. And so the episode that we recapped on this night wasn't that great. And so I didn't really have any um, questions or anything to revisit about the actual challenge episode. But what I did want to bring up was I went back to this podcast and listened to our MVPs and LVPs. And so the question to kind of, to bring up to Trevor tonight, he has no idea what I'm talking about right now, but the question I want to ask Trevor is to have him guess on this episode a year ago for final reckoning who our awards went to for MVP and LVP. Can you like describe the episode to me at least? Yeah, so I, I pulled up the episode description um, so I can read you the episode description. Are you ready? Yeah. So, again, this is Final Reckoning, episode 12, so kind of in the middle, later in the game. Uh, but here is the episode description according to MTV. Johnny Bananas and Tony have everyone on edge with their power vote. And the okay, pl- so right away, they're the MVP. <laughs> but continue. And the players are tasked with re- with releasing their partners from a cage and solving a puzzle. I'm saying my MVP was Bananas and Tony, and my LVP was Puzzles. That, honestly, very good guesses. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you who your MVP was because I was also not expecting it at all. Okay. Your MVP was not bananas and Tony, but it was another male, male team. And your MVP was Shane and Nelson. Wait, what was I drunk? <laughs> you gave an MVP award on an episode recap to Shane and Nelson. What was my reasoning? So this was the episode where I think it was the first half of the episode that they beat Brad and Kyle on the little treadmill elimination. Okay. Um, so I, I think that was really the only reasoning you could have had. Um, but yeah, I, I, when I was listening, I was like, I also thought that it was going to be like a banana puzzles type, you know, awards. And then I heard Shane and Nelson and I was like, there's no way he's going to remember that he gave this to them. Oh, no chance. No chance. So you gave, um, all right. So you, your MVP was Shane and Nelson. Your LVP, I'll just give you a hint, was a girl who was on was obviously on Final Reckoning and is on this season right now. Who was it? Kara. Correct. <laughs> Boom. What was my reasoning on that? Uh, I can't remember. I don't remember what she did, but... Something annoying. Kara's Let's just move on. <laughs> but, but don't sleep on my awards. Oh, who was yours? <laughs> so so I, when I listened to the podcast, you you and I a year ago had a good laugh about this. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Final reckoning? Yeah. Was this Bumble? No, no, no. That was an early episode. <laughs> oh, okay. That was a great pick by me. Yeah. Not to All right, go ahead. What's your MVP? But anyway, so, so your MVP for this episode was Shane and Nelson. My, my LVP was Kara. Continue. Okay. All right, but hold on. All right, so your MVP was Shane and Nelson. My okay, MVP, we've my established M- that. My MVP was Nelson, and my LVP was Shane. Oh, come on. <laughs> Just split them up. <laughs> God. All right. I don't even want to know the reasoning on that. 
see, see, that's the thing. Like when we do this day in challenge history segment, it kind of depends on like what the episode is and everything for the different seasons. And like final reckoning is kind of what we've been on for the time of year for the past month or so. And that season sucked. God, it's horrible. Like it was not fun to watch. And so that's like when I was looking earlier today to try to figure out what happened, I saw like this episode and this episode is weak and all that. And so I just decided to throw on uh, our old podcast and see if we had given out any awards. Wait, wait, wait. You know what I just thought about too? Blow me. You were talking about this season, which, God, this season's so bad. But final reckoning. Can we? T- yes. Can we talk about how Pauly tonight was like? Oh, I, I'm a big, like, kind of like a tough player and all that stuff. He literally lost three times in one season. Three times. Oh, Thank you for bringing that up. Sorry, I literally just thought about that. Like, I don't even care. People forget I, that. I think he beat bananas. Uh, and Tony, right? We we said that with Natalie, right? Yeah. With a state. First off, it wasn't even him; it was her. It was Nat. Oh God! It was. Wait, wasn't that like, like Tony and him like just ate something like cookies or something? Ate cookies. I mean, that's like God. a reward. That's not a. Yeah. But they literally lost twice to get back in, or three times. They lost three eliminations. So dumb. So dumb. Um. All right, well, I say we just hop right into one of my favorites uh, segments now. What did you say so? A nice little Pluto segment? Go for it. So, currently, well, do you want to explain what the segment is? Yeah, so, yeah, so um, this, I think, is maybe our second, our second or third uh, time we've done this um, segment. Essentially, you know, Pluto playback. If you guys don't know, there is there's an app on whatever device stream whatever you have um it's called pluto download pluto tv and there's a channel it has a ton of different channels that literally run 24 7 um i think in the past few weeks they launched this channel on pluto that is all all about the challenge literally 24 7 challenge mtv um and so the segment itself um on this podcast is essentially as we're recording we have pluto tv you know live and running and we just talk about whatever scenes and seasons we're seeing um so they're always going to be old a few old seasons and we just kind of talk about and react to like whatever we're seeing you know kind of just a a trip back in the time machine if you will yeah and you you know this might be literally like oh my god i this the episode that's on right now i believe might be one of the worst episode eliminations of all time wow oh is it the fake one yes (laughs) explain explain to the listeners so currently on pluto i forgot the name oh pluto (laughs) it's rivals 2 and this is the episode where Sarah goes home because of her partner. She just quit, right? She didn't get disqualified. Or what? Yeah, she all quit, yeah. She just quit? So yeah. she literally just quits, which anybody who's a quitter, you're dead to me. So she literally quits, and we're about to have an elimination come up. 
later on this episode. It might is it this episode or is it the next one? I think it's the same one. Because I think it's a girl's day for elimination. And that's when um, I Yeah. And literally it's who's it it's Car Maria and Cook versus who? Uh versus Teresa and Jasmine. Versus those okay, whatever. Versus those two. And it's literally they hyped it up so much as this is the scariest challenge or elimination of all time. And it's got the electrical shock chairs, all that's jazz. And you're like, oh shit, like this is and about it, to get real. Like I'm pumped. Like what are like these these people are gonna die out here. And it's you're, literally nothing. Yeah. And it turns out Tej was just like, nah, we're just fucking with you. The girls had a team quit, so no elimination today. Like they literally showed up to the elimination. The, we'll just say it's it's the jungle. I believe they showed up yeah. to the jungle, and literally nothing happened. Yeah, they literally They're... got all dressed up. Even though I do like the aspect that they did show people's cards on who they voted for, but still, like it was just like what the hell? Like we really didn't get an elimination. Yeah. So right now, uh, Sarah is officially on my screen. Sarah is officially going home. She is crying. Uh, what else is new? Um, <laughs> yeah, so she's bleeding. So that was our Pluto. Uh, that was, that was a little recap there. Yeah, there we go. So, uh, go ahead. What's what's our how many more segments we got? Uh, we can do one or two. What do you think? You tell me. Uh, all right. So let's get let's we can do it real quick. Um, New segment here. Uh, it's called Fantasy Factory. And Fantasy Factory. Rob Deirdre? Essentially what it is is um, in the spirit of fantasy football, and we're bringing it up on this episode because uh, uh, Trevor and I are actually playing each other this week. Um, we want to bring up a, a few you know, fantasy football-type discussions or debates um, in terms of the challenge. And so I, I have two questions for you. And I'll just get right into it. So the first one is, if you're thinking about fantasy football, one of the main terms that you always hear is uh, is bust. You know, when a, a player is expected to be good and is not that good. So Trevor, who would you say, overall, putting you on the spot, who is the biggest bust in challenge history? Jeez, in history? Because I'm gonna go. I'll go. I'll go while you think. I'm gonna go Corey. Because wow. I mean, popcorn muscles and all popcorn muscles kind of plays into it. You know, he had those few couple seasons early on where he was, you know, trying to be like the main anti bananas guy. And it just didn't really play out because he, because he didn't last that long. Um, and I mean, the fact that like he early on was going to be the next guy and he isn't even like close to being on these seasons. So my, my fantasy bust on the challenge is going to be Corey. Wow. I I think I don't know like oh, shit. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of guys like that should have been good and not like Ed is Tyree. <laughs> Tyree? Yeah, he's horrible. He's huge. He's huge, but I don't even think he's ever won. No, it's like, awful. The dude is 
Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, are you t- like when when you're saying bust? Like, I, I feel like if you look at him, he is just a freak, and he should dominate, but he never did. Okay. Like, I mean, is that what you're going for, or are you trying to say like? I mean, it depends like, on how you look at it. Like, I feel like no, I feel like both of our picks are good picks. Corey kind of had the higher expectations, and he wasn't as bad as Tyree, but he still didn't love live up to expectations. Whereas a guy like Tyree was never really expected to be great, but like you said, you know, looks strong. Okay. So, so I think- as much as I hate to do this, and I, I don't even want to call it a bust, what do you think about the – I would say this is the greatest that never was. What about Leroy? Wow. I wow. Hate to, I hate to put my man Leroy on blast, but, like, realistically – Shots fired. Realistically, what has he done? I mean, like I I, I don't want to do it, but I'm being like like. Serious. I don't see. I, don't, I I don't think he's a bust though because he never he kind of like came onto the scene in Rivals one like kind of out of nowhere and made the final. Whereas like, I, I don't know. I feel like or I feel like Leroy kind of was never like he came onto the show. And started to be good, and has kind of just been good to average this whole time. You know who? I, you know what I think was a bust, though. Who? The return of Darrell. That was a bust, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was a bust. Another bust that I saw, and I'll end it on this one, guy or for guys, and then I'll jump into girls. Is Heisman? Heisman was a huge bust, Derrick Henry. Yeah. I thought he was good. For the girls, if I'm looking at the girls, low-key, I think Amanda was kind of a bust. Wow, I, I disagree. I think her and Kayla would be, like, the two. Even though, you know who else is kind of a bust? I hate to say Jenna. it. Jenna? Yeah, I was going to say Jenna next. Yeah, see, Jenna came on hot and then just kind of fizzled out there. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of who else. All right. But, yeah. So the- so the other thing in terms of fantasy that I was going to bring up was um, <coughs> put you on the spot. If you had to pick a sleeper for War of the Worlds 2, someone who from this point on, episode five, someone who's going to make it far, maybe make it to the final win or whatever, but someone that people are sleeping on, who are you picking? I mean. One person. I mean, this is kind of like hard to say, like the sleeper aspect because like I feel like two people like nobody's been talking about is Jordan and uh what's it called? C T. Like C T's brought up literally what, two minutes an episode, if that? He slides under it the entire episode. Like I forgot he's even on this even. Yeah. So like C like it there's no doubt in my mind C T will make the final for UK. He will not set foot into an elimination, which pisses me off because my prediction was literally he'd be like the first guy out. Um, but yeah, I think he, I like I don't see him as a sleeper, but like he's sliding underneath the radar. I would say. Yeah. But if if you're saying for like that upset pick, I mean, low key Idris isn't that bad. Um, that's kind of like my plus five thousand pick, but. Um, <laughs> Trying to think of who else. All right, yeah. See, see Jenny's so, another one. So for me, my sleeper, 
was going to be Idris. Okay. Because I kind of get this vibe that the fact that he went into one single elimination and one kind of excuses him from, like, being a rookie. Okay. And so, like, he's not – he doesn't still have that target on his back, whereas, like, you know, Theo and Bear are big names. People are going after Rogan. You know, CT is a challenge legend, all this stuff. So, well, I feel like – It's guys Idris- like – it's guys like – like, I understand what you're saying, but, like, sleeper-wise, too, to me, would be, like, like Turbo, too. Like, yes, he has a huge name, but who's going to go for him? Yeah. Like, I, I literally feel like Jordan, Turbo, and CT are literally untouchable to the finals. Like, yeah. Who? Because realistically, if you're, if you're on his team, you don't want to vote him in. And if you're in an elimination, you don't want to see him go against you. So No, I agree. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. The, the, only other, the only other thing I could think of to add to our um, fantasy segment was uh, – since Trevor and I are playing each other this week, this coming Sunday, um, I was trying to think of some sort of challenge type bet that we could make on it. Um, and like what the only, the only thing I could think of was that whoever loses has to watch like the entire season of bloodlines or something. God, people forget I've done that already. All right. Well, we'll get into that next week. (laughs) I mean, should I just give you my login password now to watch it? Watch it. I got Pluto. God, too bad there's right. rivals too. So we'll get into our last segment, the fan favorite. People have been asking for it, MVP and LVP. Trev, you want to go first? Yeah. Who's your MVP for the episode five? Alex? Yeah, my MVP. Trevor. Let's hear it. My MVP is going to be, drum roll, please. God, horrible drum roll. My drum roll. My MVP is Jordan. Wow. Explain. First off, the fact that he's the best swimmer, he's he, I mean, he's just killing the game right now. I think he's literally killing it there's not much to say first in the swimming his confessionals are on point he was safe right away he's flying under the radar i mean what else is there to say he's on fire right now it's a great pick i mean i i can't disagree whenever jordan's picked for mvp i would have to go with them so my mvp um is going to be Theo. Wow. I, you know, everybody knows I'm a big Theo guy. I don't, I'm not quite sure how many times I'm going to get this chance to pick him because it unfortunately seems like it's, he's a big, uh, he's a big target. So I'm going to go Theo for MVP. My LVP is going to be an easy decision for me. Um, I, I knew I was going to pick this right when it started, uh, but it's going to be the MTV app. And oh God. let me, let me explain for any of our listeners. Um, usually, I watch the challenge live. Um, I have an Apple TV, so I watch live on there. Um, but I guess there was some update in the past seven days where they got rid of live functionality on Apple TV. Um, so I had to watch on my laptop this episode. So for any of our listeners, if you 
we're able to for episode five watch live on apple tv please dm us um and let me know how you did that because that would help immensely um but L- the mvp app has always been notoriously terrible so that's going to be my lvp yeah wow uh, who's your lvp so my lvp is going to be hmm i gotta think about this i was gonna go shit I'm going to go the love duo between Kara and Polly. Not a bad pick at all. Uh, I think, God, they are just the worst. Literally, Kara is so far up Polly's ass. It is, or Polly's so far up Kara's ass, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. It's just, it's hard to watch now. Like, it's so annoying. Cringe Ninja is kind of getting into the little, like, triangle and oh dude it's it's hard to watch yeah so my lvp is definitely her and Polly. it's literally god that's always the safe pick it's literally like a combination it's literally i want this to be labeled as Polly's head shoved up Kara's ass that's what i want it to be labeled as we can do that yes that's my pick all right god shout out uh listener jeffrey for uh you know we'll we'll make sure we talk about that because we don't fucking we don't like them yeah so you're a fan of listener of the night fan of the night yeah that's jeffrey uh again make sure you guys follow us at stir the pod on twitter um go to apple Podcasts, like subscribe leave a rating it helps us out a ton um and make sure you just listen, you know, give us feedback, however you want, DM us, tweet us, whatever. We listen to it all. We reply to it all. So let us know, and we'll be back uh, next week for episode six. Yeah, so thank you guys for listening to another Stir the Pod podcast show. We'll be back next Wednesday, same time, same place. Love you guys. Shout out, Duffy. Peace. Love you guys. And you're still probably working.